Hello, and welcome to Your Life Rocks, the podcast that equips working Christian moms to create balance, clear chaos, and reach your goals in all areas of life. My name is Jenny Stemmerman, your host and fellow working mom, and I am so glad that you're here to hang out with me today. Right now, we are right in the middle of this season where the kids are going back to school. Now, maybe your kids have already gone, and maybe you're listening to this sometime in the future, and it's in the middle of the school year, but I know regardless of where you are in the season of back to school, you will get great value from this episode. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome. I'm so glad that you're here. This show really is very practical. We love to share tips to help enrich you to create more balance in your life. And we define balance by setting and moving towards goals in eight areas of life. Those are your eight life rocks. And today we're focusing in on parenting. We have a great guest on. She is a clinical social worker by trade and has a private practice as a parenting strategist. Her name is Joy Acaso. And the thing I love most about Joy is she really has a heart and a passion for coming along parents and navigating through difficult life transitions, especially in that tween to teen years, which is so difficult to navigate. And Joy is coming on today's episode to really talk to us on how we can decrease anxiety and stress for our kiddos, but specifically to help us have the best mornings ever, to really make sure that we're setting both our kids and ourselves up for a very successful day. And of course, this podcast is sponsored by Life Balance Membership, and that is where you can find the system to create more balance in your life in a 90-day period, plus a ton more resources. Stick around to the very end of this episode where I will be talking about a special offer for you inside that membership, but also Joy has some great tools for free for you that she wants to share at the end as well. So make sure you stick around for that. All right, so without further ado, let's get into the interview with Joy. Good. Well, I'm so excited to have you on with us. This is such an important topic, talking about anxiety, especially around back to school and you are just the expert to help walk us all through everything we're going to be talking about in this part of life, this season of life that we're entering in with Back to School. So Joy, before we get into all of that greatness that you have to share, tell us a little bit more about who you are. Hi, everyone. Um, Jenny, thank you again for having me in your podcast. I'm so honored that you have invited me. And I love what you do, by the way, just reaching out to Christian working moms. Um, That is also, you know, in my heart. Um, For the last 18 years, I have been working with families, children, and youth. And so by trade, I am a licensed clinical social worker, but I am a wife and a mom. Um, as well. And I have recently transitioned into um, more specifically helping parents navigate through difficult life transitions with their tweens and teens, because I know those are the difficult years having worked with that population for so long. And really what that means is that um, I come alongside parents whose children show signs of low self-esteem or lack of confidence or who have been diagnosed with depression or anxiety. And so I am glad to be here to talk about going back to school because I know that that can be a source of anxiety both for parents and for children. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's interesting because, you know, there's so much anxiety as a parent around having a baby 
but then moving into like the hormonal years, <laughs> yeah. it's a whole different ballgame that I never expected. So I'm excited to get into this topic. But before we get there, you know, balance is what this podcast is really all about, helping working Christian moms create that balance for themselves. And it sounds like you certainly have a lot on your plate that you are balancing. <laughs> so how do you make it all work? What does balance mean to you? Okay, yeah. <laughs> balance. Okay, personally, I think for me, balance means like really finding your rhythm. I know for me personally, my weeks don't look the same. And just forgiving myself when I don't accomplish what I set out to accomplish in the first place, because by the grace of God, we know that it will get done and I don't have to do it all, all at the same time. So really, and, you know, really leaning into God too, for, for my source of strength. So that's what life balance means to me at the moment. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I love that so much. And I could not agree more in everything that you said. I mean, we really, you know, here at Your Life Rocks, we teach about three principles to creating balance in your life. And number one is certainly leaning on Jesus (laughs) a lot, having him in your life. Number two is focusing on other people and, and kind of creating a bigger world for yourself. And then number three are following those right systems that we have. And I, and I think as we're following those systems and those routines, you know, for, for me and my family, um, back to school means back to routine in a lot of ways. Um, and so it, as we're kind of getting back to those systems, I, I am recognizing more and more that our systems, whether they're, you know, for morning routines or just how we get things done, but we need more resources to help our skills develop. And that's why I'm really excited right. to have you here today. Cause as I'm moving towards my goals of who I want to be as a mom and um, how I want to help my children be raised to be great godly men. I, I have yeah. two boys. They're 8 and 12. My yeah. 12-year-old's going into middle school. Oh. Um, I know. It's crazy how fast time goes. If you're a mom right. out there and you're listening and you've got little ones, it goes by so fast. And yes. it's so great because now my kids are old enough they can take care of themselves for the most part. They play by themselves for the most part. I can get a lot of stuff done around the house, but I still want to be equipped to be the best mom possible, especially as we're entering Absolutely. into like these pivotal years. So talk to us a little bit about, cause I know this is your specialty, like these years of kind of middle school transition time. Um, what do you think it is about those years that are, are so important for kids? So you mentioned one of them is the hormonal changes. Like that's, that's really, you know, like a big part of it. And then there's the environmental change where it's middle school, it's not elementary anymore, new teachers, new friends, and then new rules. I remember one of my teacher friends told me, you know, like when you go into sixth grade, like you don't have recess anymore. And that's a big thing. (laughs) That, you know, yeah, we, we think that's like a small thing, but for them, it's hard. Like, what do you mean we don't have recess anymore? So even teachers are like having a difficult time trying to tell them, no, you, that's just how it is. You're big boys and big girls now. And, you know, things are, are done differently. And it's interesting because I'm trying to prepare him as much as possible because my, my 12 year old, he is someone who really likes to know what to expect with things. Right. And, and you know, this next year he's going to have a locker. He's going to have multiple oh. classes that he has to go to, you know, in elementary right. school, when you go from your classroom to another room, it's single file down the hall with a right. buddy. And now it's going to be like the bell rings go. <laughs> that is so true. Yeah. yeah. 
So I'm just trying to prepare him so much for that because it is going to be a lot of environmental changes, but I do, and maybe I'm overly sensitive to it. And maybe you can help with this, but what's the sensitivity as a parent for kind of preparing them emotionally? I mean, I, I obviously sometimes I feel like I can be a little overprotective and wanting to shield him emotionally from things. But I do worry about like going into all of those changes, how that's going to work with him as how he sees himself and his confidence level and all of those things. Is is that kind of normal for parents to want to be protective and how much should we protect versus allowing kind of that process to help them grow? It is absolutely normal. <laughs> I <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I feel you. Yes, I am the same way too. I mean, there's just so many things out there now that we don't know about or that we are aware and we're like, okay, how do what do I do now with my kids? This is not you know, the path that we're obviously taking because we want to stay in God's will, right? And we want to raise them in a way that God wants us to raise them. And it's just a lot of push and pull. And they're in the middle of it. This is what home life looks like. And this is what the outside world looks like. And they're in the middle of everything. But just remember that they are in the middle of everything. And it's harder for them than it is for us. In those times when we feel like we're hyper aware and becoming overprotective, like let them talk and listen intently. Listen to them and and give them time to to talk to you and express how they feel about all these changes. Now I know also in the tween and teen years they don't talk much. Yeah. <laughs> to their parents. <laughs> yes. Yes. They do. <laughs> so that makes it a little, a little difficult on our part. But do not get frustrated when they don't talk and spill their guts all at once. You know, don't take it personal. It might, that, it might be that they're just trying to process through it and really like trying to understand what it is that you're asking of them. And so, you know, give them time and space to let you know what's going on in their hearts and in their minds and when they do so this is the hardest part right for the parents i tell the parents that i work with like when they do start talking you just need to stay silent (laughs) so that they don't shut down so that you want them to keep talking to you i remember one of the parents that i was working with we tried a lot of things with her teenage daughter who was not really like their relationship was very strained when I started working with them. And then one day the mom, you know, all of a sudden told me like, oh, she started talking to me. And then she was like, so now what do I do? She was like, this is new to me. Like (laughs) (laughs) for the last two years, her daughter hadn't opened up to her. And then I said, oh, this is great. This is what we've been praying for. So now we just sit down and listen. And she's like, and I don't do anything. No, you don't do anything because now you need to get to know your daughter. She's been through a lot of changes. You need to get to know her before you give her your opinion. Mm, Yeah. And also one of the things too is that take them out um, take them out and do like one-on-one dates with them and then give them the life lessons that you want them to, you know, pick up from you. Like don't, don't do, don't do it while you're busy, if that makes sense. 
That is such good advice because, you know, as we talk about anxiety and emotions, and I know you're going to kind of talk to us a little bit educationally about like what it is in general, but honestly, that's like the root of so much of my anxiety and emotion around him going to middle school and kind of just going through like all of the hormonal changes and everything is the the other stuff that he will be exposed to. And maybe it's just, you know, I think back to like myself when I was in middle school and, you know, the things I learned from my peers (laughs) and I, and I just, that scares me so much because I, I, I know how impressionable they are at that age and wanting to fit in and just that peer pressure. And luckily he's pretty strong in um, being his own independent person. But even in that, I want to make sure that I've done a good job imparting my values to him yes. before he gets like all of that influence around him. And, and that's where it causes some anxiety to me. Like, have I done enough <laughs> for right. him before he enters into that world? Right. No, I agree with you. Definitely. So talk to us a little bit about just in general, anxiety and emotions and, and how we can better understand those both for ourselves as parents, but then also to support our kiddos as they're going through whatever transition it is that they're going into. Yes. So I want to start with the basic foundation. And this is something that is really not easy, not just for parents, but for um, everyone to kind of understand. And really, I didn't know this until I became a counselor myself, because we don't really talk about it. So the first thing that I want to just kind of lay out there is that feelings are neither good nor bad. We tend to put our feelings into categories like the happy and excited and they all go into one one side and then the sad, anxiety, worry, and um, being scared, they all go to the other side. But what it is is that, I mean, if God made us to have feelings, so <laughs> it, feelings are not good or bad. They are uncomfortable. Like it's not something that we wish upon ourselves to feel sad. But for some reason, it's almost like a programming or conditioning that happens from the time that we're little that in our subconscious mind, we just think that we're not supposed to feel anything but happy. But that is not true. Because these range of emotions um, come from the Lord. They're Um, a gift. So we just have to understand how to cope when the feelings get uncomfortable. So the first thing to understand is that it's okay to feel anxious. It's okay to feel nervous about, you know, let's say the start of the school year, right? So do not, for the parents that are listening, do not scold or belittle your children just because they feel nervous, like it doesn't it doesn't take away from who God made them. That has nothing to do with their self-worth. That has nothing to do with the value that God has given them. Does that make sense? Yeah, completely. And I love that perspective too of just, yeah. you know, anxiety being a gift of God and and yeah. really recognizing it as that cuz sometimes we do we recognize anxiety as like we shouldn't feel anxious about anything i mean the bible tells us don't be anxious about anything right. you know and 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 I'll, although it's probably in a, a slightly different context but i i do find myself especially when it feels irrational to me 
to get sometimes impatient with my kids when they get anxious about things. It just doesn't seem it's that big of a deal. Right, right. So our job is to stay calm when they're anxious. <laughs> when they're anxious. <laughs> Parenting is hard, Joy. Parenting it is, is hard. <laughs> no, it really is. It, it's hard work. <laughs> and so that, you know, for one thing, like the foundation is that it doesn't make them a bad person. Let's just say that. like it yeah. doesn't make them bad children because they experience anxiety and it doesn't make us a bad person you know bad parents if we ourselves experience um anxiety that's good and that's good to have that kind of permission too because sometimes i do wonder like where where is that line of healthy anxiety versus unhealthy anxiety is there a line or is it all just kind of there so the unhealthy, that's the thank you for bringing that up. So it would be an unhealthy form of anxiety if we are coping with that anxiety in a way that is not pleasing to God. So you mentioned that Bible verse, like don't be anxious in everything so, or in anything. And the second part to that verse is saying like, you know, pray, right? Yeah. Like, so that first thing, you know, pray. A lot of people use different coping mechanisms, but we want to make sure that our children are using um, healthy coping mechanisms and turning, turning to the Lord or turning to their parents when they're anxious, that sort of thing. That's good. That's a good word. That's yeah. a really good word. And I, I think that that's important too, like as we're looking at where that line is of healthy and unhealthy is how we're really, what we're doing with that anxious energy. Yes. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Awesome. Good. Well, thank you so much for educating a little bit on anxiety and emotion because that is stuff that I think is important, especially that perspective of those emotions are not bad. (laughs) I think that that's really good. Yes. Um, So talk to us a little bit about the things that we can do, focus on as a parent, as we're kind of entering these situations so that we can guide our kids in the healthiest, best way possible. Yes. So um, now that it's going back to school and just going back into the routine of things, one of the things that we need to remember as parents is that school is just school. Like, so um, if you want to do an activity with your children, especially those um, parents who know that their children really experience the anxiety um, when school comes up, you can do a pie chart and and show to them that, you know, being a student is just a small part of who they are. Because what it is, is that anxiety um, is exacerbated when we think that it's this, you know, we, we tend to make that thing that is making us anxious to be bigger than it really is. So that's one thing, like showing your kids in a pie chart, you know, saying, see, you're a student, but you're also a son and you're a friend and you're a brother and you're, you know, you're a baseball player. So you can show them that, um, you know, all these things, they, there's other things that they do well. There's other things that, you know, they are, that they excel in. And it's not just like being a student is all of their lives. And P.S. to the parents, you also have to resolve it in your heart and your mind that school is just school. I think it needs to start with us too. Yes, yes, I totally agree <laughs> because, yeah, I mean, it, it, and I think so, especially for us, especially for a lot of women in the audience, like our main role is whatever we do for a job, you know, like that's where oh, we really yeah. get so much of our yeah. from. 
where we get so much of our, our own internal value, even though we struggle and it might be hard, then, you know, it's hard for us to kind of see our identity in a healthy way. And so it's easy for us to project that onto our kids because right now their full-time yes. job is a student. Yes. Yes. I love that. Um, you used the word identity. Absolutely. So our feelings don't define us and school, you know, obviously don't define our kids as well. It's, it's, um, it's a big part of who they are or what they do at the moment, but it's not all of them. It's not all of who they are. Like we need to make sure that our identity is cured in the Lord. Yeah, I love that. So last Sunday, our youth pastor um, yeah. gave the sermon and he was talking about identity and he was really speaking to mostly of the high school students in there, but he was also Aww. talking to the parents as well. And um, he said one of the things that he does with all of the students when he's working with them one-on-one is he will ask them to tell him three truths about themselves. And, and he said, you know, it's amazing how it's so much of it can be performance-based on their truths, like I'm good at baseball or I'm good at math or, you know, and then, and he's like, and the problem with that is, is that then if say they, they identify with being good at math and they get a bad score on their math test, now their identity is shaken. And so it was such a great message just even for us as adults to think about, you know, the truths about us, what's unshakable about that and really reinforcing that with our kids. So I love that you mentioned this pie chart. Yes, that is so true. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's good. God really ordains everything. <laughs> he so does. Yeah. I just want to talk um, about three things that can help parents and their children like really prepare for, for school, especially that morning rush. So with anxiety, right, and with going back to school and all of that, the mornings are going to be tough or I mean usually the mornings are tough for um, working moms and getting everyone at the door out of the door and then you know preparing yourself preparing their lunch preparing your lunch and and everything else under the sun so just three simple things that you can keep in mind is um, the first one is we have to zone in to our priorities instead of our plans so we it, they're very different, right? So plans are kind of like, you know, you may plan to do this and that in the morning or you might have um, a lot of things in your mind because moms, you know, parents always do have like a long list of things to do. But as you get yourselves um, ready for the workday and your children for school, you want to keep your environment calm and you want to keep your environment kind of like conducive so that they will have a good day and that you will have a good day too. So zone into your priorities in the morning and not your plans. Your priority is that everybody gets out of the door on time. Your priority is that and you might have more than what I'm I'm sharing but you know your priority is that everybody gets to eat breakfast um, and that everybody prays together in the morning if that is one of your one of your things um, I know for us as a family I started kind of changing it up a little bit so we do our family devotions in the morning because I start a little bit later for work and I come home really late at night and 
I, I feel like we, our um, evening schedule is tighter. So we do our um, devotions and prayer with the kids in the morning. So that for us is a priority. That means that like everything else is not important. <laughs> Your plans at that moment. And remember, we're dealing with like, okay, you know, um, preparing the kids to go back to school. So make sure that you have your priorities down pat and, and understand that those need to happen first rather than the rest of your plans. I love that. I love that you're talking about the priorities piece of that. And so if you're listening to this, and I know even for myself, I just made a note to really get clear on what those priorities are, to write them down, put yes. them in a place that I can see them regularly. Because as I start into the school year, just like anything else, it's going to take habit <laughs> yes, of getting absolutely. into that new routine. And so I think having those priorities written down and in front of me to remember them is going to be key. So I love that you shared that. Yes, yes, definitely. Now, and then the second thing is that we need to leave the hard conversations for later. So I love, <laughs> I love explaining this to um, everyone, including myself, because I, you know, obviously I'm also learning in the process, but we need to leave the hard conversations for later. What that means is that if you've told, you know, you've told your, your child to put on their socks five times already and they still haven't, just focus on that. Focus on the socks being put on and don't add anything else to it. We have a tendency, again, because we also get worried and nervous as parents because we are not exempt from that. And so, Jenny, I know you mentioned like we displace it on or project it on our children. So instead of focusing on the socks, we then add to say like, how are you going to get through life if you can't even put your socks on or <laughs> right so true it's so true because so we think it like if you can't even get your yeah. socks on how in the world are you possibly gonna yeah right speaking it is probably not helpful right and don't try to do that in the morning when everybody's rushing and don't try to do that in the morning when you know that you have a time time constraint so and it doesn't help because they won't absorb it at that point anyway so you know, don't waste your time and energy trying to give them life lessons because their socks are, you know, not put on or, or they left their lunchbox on the couch. Like, oh, you left your lunchbox on the couch again. I can't believe this. How many times do I have to tell you this? Do you not ever listen to me? I told my um, husband this, you know, months ago. I said, we cannot talk in paragraphs. Like, that's just not gonna work you need it's it has to be one skill at a time and we think that like you know okay our our kids are older now so they can absorb it more or they can listen to us more not necessarily because remember that the tween and teen years there's a lot going on in their world so don't try to like teach them five skills at a time or speak to them in paragraphs just leave the hard conversations for later you can schedule a one-on-one -on -one date with them or you can talk to them at bedtime when you're calm and when they are calm. So you don't want, you know, to create friction when it's not really necessary. That's good. That's really good. That's a quotable for you there, Joy. <laughs> we can, oh, we thank can't you. talk to our kids in paragraphs. I think that that is... I know. I know. It's so simple. And it, this is the stuff, right? Like this is, and this is why this show is here is because there's all of this stuff that we all kind of know, 
but yet we don't yeah. follow it. And we need experts like you to come alongside us to say, oh. don't talk to your kids in paragraphs. I know. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. All right. So number one was focusing on the priorities instead of the plans during that morning rush. Number two is yes. leaving those hard conversations to later. Or just focus yes. on the immediate thing. And then when you're calm, they're calm, have those deeper conversations. What's number three? Yes. And number three is be willing to have a great day. Be willing mm -hmm. to have a great day. So important. So we as parents as women as moms we tend to hold on to things that we shouldn't be holding on to so like you know maybe for example like the night before you know maybe you had asked your child to wash the dishes and they didn't or you told them to prepare their clothes and they didn't they didn't or prepare their backpacks and they didn't and then we tend to be bitter <laughs> bitter about them or what is the word um we hold grudges like resentful almost yes resentful because oh my goodness why you know why didn't she like follow my instructions they're so simple and then we try to when and we tend to ruminate and recall everything that happened throughout the day no before you go to bed you have to leave all of that at the feet of jesus christ <laughs> just leave it all in there and be willing to start fresh during the day. Be willing to um, have a great day. Because I have noticed, having worked with children and teens, that they want, they want to start fresh. They want, they want a do-over. You know, no matter what's happened five minutes earlier, or I don't, I'm sure you've noticed it as parents, right? Like, or an hour before like no matter what happened they come to you as if nothing happened am I right like oh yeah 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 like they said like I said I'm sorry why why is this still an issue <laughs> yes <laughs> yes I just realized this too and how it connects to our relationship with the Lord I mean that's how he is right with us like we sin and then five minutes later he's like I'm over it why are you still holding it against yourself Yes, yeah, so true. Yeah, so God is teaching us through our kids that we need to be willing to have a do-over. For parents, you know, we may have yelled at them the night before or have said things that we don't necessarily mean. So, you know, we definitely, we can apologize and we, we need to apologize and confess, right, our sins one to another. But um, at the same time, once that, is already confessed and once that's already discussed then we need to make room for a new start and the mornings are very important to set the tone for the rest of the day i love that and I, I mean, what a great example too if we can fully embrace that an example to them on who god is right and just be that yeah. reflection to them that you know we've dealt with the issue it's behind us and you're forgiven um but allowing them to really see like that in flesh so that they can understand it more deep in their soul yes that's so good that's so good all right so just to review these three tips for you and and i'm gonna kind of go back up to that first one that you said because i think it's really important it, when you mentioned kind of that pie chart and helping them understand that a student is just part of who they are i think that that is such a key piece as we're entering into whatever school year your kids are going into. I mean, my younger one is going to be in third grade and just helping him see like school's not everything. It's not all yes. of your entire life. I think that's important. But then yes. also those three tips that you shared for the morning rush, 
focusing on those priorities instead of the plans, leaving the hard conversations for later when everything's calmed down. Yes. And number three, being willing to have a good day and forgiving all of those transgressions that might have happened, Amen. including the lunch that was left again <laughs> on the couch that I took time to make. Right. Um, leaving all of that behind, I think is really important. Amen. So thank you so much, Joy, for sharing all of this great wisdom with us. Um, it's such a gift being able to learn from you and, and just glean from the wisdom that you have as an expert in this field. So I thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you again for having me. Absolutely. Now, before we let you go, I do want to yes. hear from you on what Bible verse has been really impactful for your life or is one of your favorite Bible verses, because this is part of this whole deal of having balance in our life, of course, is having focus on Jesus, but really being able to have that as the foundation for all of the other areas of our life, including parents. So we do like to have uh, God's word in every single one of our episodes. So what Bible verse do you have for us today? Okay, so Bible verse. This has been in my heart, actually, the past two weeks, just really um, the Lord reminding me. When King David in Psalm 34, 8 said, Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. So God is our refuge. Let us take refuge in him as we go to the beginning of the school year again. And I love that um, it says that the Lord is good. Taste and see that the Lord is good because that is the truth that the Lord is good and we can stand firm on that promise. Mm, I love it. I love it. And I love that taste and see because it's so real and right in front of yes. us that we can experience that. That's so yes. Good. Awesome. Well, Joy, if people are listening to this and they are needing someone like you on a deeper level, how can yes. they get in touch with you? How can they work with you? Um, yes, absolutely. If you, um, you can reach me at hello at joyacaso.com. That is my email. And my website is www.joyacaso.com. I'm also on um, YouTube if you want more tips and tools um, for parenting. And I will also have a free downloadable resource for you. And it's called 15 Ways to Affirm Your Children Other Than Saying Good Job. Oh, that's so good. I'm excited <laughs> for that. I love it. So we will link to everything joy on the show notes page. You can go to yourliferocks.com slash podcast to find more information on that. And if you're a member of our online community on Facebook, Your Life Rocks Community for Working Christian Moms, we will link um, to everything there as well. Make it nice and easy for you to get the resources yes. that Joy has to offer because she is incredible. And if you are in that parenting stage of tweens, teens, I think we all need extra support around that because none of us really know what we're doing. So <laughs> <laughs> we're all a work in progress. <laughs> So true. So true. Yes. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Joy. It was such a pleasure. Thank you, Jenny. All right, ladies. Like Joy and I said in the interview, parenting can be hard, but that's why it's so important to surround yourself with the right people like Joy who are experts in this kind of stuff because it makes it easier when we have the answers, right? So I hope that you check out everything that Joy has to offer, especially if you are the mom of a tween or a teen or approaching that time and you just feel like you need a little extra help, please reach out to Joy. And if you're looking to expand your community, I would love for you to come and hang out with us on Facebook. 
and our free Facebook community. You can search Your Life Rocks Facebook groups or you can just go to yourliferocks.com, click on the community button and ask for access. It's a great place to ask questions, get answers, get inspiration and get prayer and to pray for other people. You know, just this weekend, I was going live in there giving some tips to help you up-level your Sunday prep. And of course, we offer a free course. If you go to weeklysuccessplanning.com, you can get your hands on that free course to help you be prepared for everything back to school, everything holiday, everything every day. Because as a working mom, we got full plates. And to balance it all, we have to be prepared. And that's what that course is all about. Of course, I want to thank our sponsor, which is... Your Life Rock's very own membership, Life Balance Membership. And you can start your free seven-day trial by going to lifebalancemembership.com. Now, if you're thinking, which should I do, the free weekly success planning course and then do the membership, or which should I do? If you do the membership within the system, you will learn the same things with weekly success planning as it pertains to the course. So it's a little bit deeper, a little bit richer to help you reach your goals in 90 days. Now, in addition to the Life Balance course, which is the main system to help you create more balance in your life, you're also gonna get a ton of resources. Just this last couple of weeks, we've added in a new health resource, a way of you really being able to create some structure around your health goals. And we're in the process of adding in a ton of stuff on how to organize your home from your file systems to the things that you have out and about and the things that you don't even see to really create an organized space for you and your family to function at the highest level possible. So I hope that you check that out. And if you are new to the show, make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss a single upcoming episode. We've got a lot of really great experts lined up for you. Next week, we will be talking all about faith and what it means to really lay down some things that maybe we're holding on to a little too tightly and really laying it down for God. Now, this can be a struggle, so I hope that you tune in for that episode. I know God's gonna show up and do some amazing things. So until then, keep building a life that rocks. Bye.